Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, The Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today, we have Sean German from the upcoming Groundhog's Day Minute podcast. Hello. Hello. Yay. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Minute 38, which starts with uh, Aragorn crawling on the ground and then Pippin also crawling on the ground. <laughs> And ends with uh, Merry and Pippin running into Fangorn Forest. But we don't know it's Fangorn Forest yet. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, we I do. We do. <laughs> but, we we, do. But, but we don't. No, like. I know. Some nondescript patch of trees. Yeah. Some shadow, shadowy forests. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's old and scary. These spooky woods. So I have questions. Okay. About the blocking <laughs> of Pippin's escape. Mm-hmm. In relation to Aragorn's tracking, he doesn't have perfect information, which is fine. So he's, when he watching this, I noticed that when he says a hobbit lay here and another, but when we see the clip, it's like Pippin, and then he rolls over Pippin. So he's seeing the same impression twice, not side by side. If that clip is what we're supposed to see, mm-hmm. he's seeing Pippin and then Pippin rolling over to one side, and then he sees one set of hobbits crawling, one set of hobbit feet. And elbows crawling away. They crawled, but Mary's somewhere else. Because <laughs> Pippin, Pippin crawls along, cuts his own rope, gets mm-hmm. to Mary, and unties Mary, and then the two run away together. Mm. Which means that Aragorn, if he if he thinks these are two hobbits, does it look like a third hobbit magically appears over where Mary is? <laughs> and he's just, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> I'm gonna make myself look cool. Maybe he assumes that, like, that's the, they were followed. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Like, he sees Mary's footprints, and then he sees, like, orc dragging. And right. And he's like, oh, mm, that's weird. They were followed? Well, unless, <laughs> unless he's just faking it at this point. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Hobbit laid right here. Because he did, one thing, so he kind of, like, we cut back and forth. We see Aragorn kind of narrating, and then we cut to scenes of Merry and Pippin and, and, and the battle of the night before. Mm-hmm. And like we see, it kind of Aragorn's like leading us. He says they crawled, and we see them. And we see Pippin crawling, and their hands with bound, and we see bound hands. But he doesn't say their bonds were cut till one. We see. Um, yeah, I think it's Pippin who's cutting, cutting the rope, like founds like a, a fallen sword or something, a blade, yeah. cutting the ropes. And also he doesn't say it till he holds up the rope. 
So maybe he's like just kind of hoping something happens here. And then he finds the rope and he's like, oh, yeah, then they cut the rope. Their bonds were cut. <laughs> yeah, their bonds were he cut. He seems surprised. <laughs> like, yeah, the way he says it. He's like, what? And like Legolas and Gimli are just kind of like <laughs> following behind him like, does he know what he's doing? I love like 25 <laughs> seconds into the minute. You can totally tell that's not John Reese davies Yeah. <laughs> You can. <laughs> yeah. Because I was specifically looking at Legolas and Gimli, like, what do they make of all this? And I'm like, oh, that's a Gimli double. That's not JRD. <laughs> yeah. You can kind of always tell with doubles when it's not them. Like, we, we joked a lot about the Hobbit doubles in the first movie and the weird animatronic masks that you don't see a whole lot of. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I feel like they do a better job of hiding. Because the Hobbits are, like, so small. And if, like, yeah. you, if they need them to double, it's... They use, like, in this minute in particular, they use um, green screen, and then they yeah. layer Mary and Pippin running around over yeah. another shot. Yeah. So, like, that's the actual person. But mm -hmm. I feel like Gimli is more difficult because yeah. he's always hanging out with these two, like, regular-sized guys. Yeah. So, like, you, you have to have a double, like, around all the time. Although sometimes he is just... Jared's just standing in a hole. Right. Like, <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> just his dig a hole for him to stand in on the set. Uh, when I did think it was interesting when they, when they show that, um, they, when they show Aragorn's kind of following this trail and Legolas and Gimli are following behind him. Like he, he's not getting a second shot at this. Because everywhere he goes, they're trampling all the evidence behind him. Because in the book, like he specific Aragorn specifically says, like he tells you guys, the, the other two, stay back. Like don't mess up the tracks and everything. But he doesn't do that in the movie. Like they're just, they're just walking through the crime right. scene. They're just, yeah, they're just falling behind him like a couple of rubbernecking yokels. Yeah, because he like totally, like because you, we were rewatching, uh, little bits of it before we started recording this one and you pointed out that like he like moves dirt around in the previous minute yeah when he's like a hobbit lay here and another and when he says another he like paws dirt out of yeah, the way and when he's crawling or like moving around on his knees or something like he's going ostensibly like the same way that they went yeah he's messing up their tracks too and legolas legolas is like 18 inches behind him He's just like, he's just all up in his business. Like, he's right there. Mm -hmm. And he just looks confused. Orlando Bloom just looks perpetually confused across, like, these last 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> he's just a little lost. Just look, just look like a lost puppy. Like, okay, Orlando, you're not really sure what's going on. He's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> just, oh, that, that's perfect. Just do that. It's just like, this is just my neutral expression. <laughs> It's perfect. Go go for it. And then, like, he, he finds the rope, and then he's like, oh, footprints. Those are easy to follow, and he just mm -hmm. follows their footprints. It's like, they fled away from the battle. Yeah. The way he says battle. Their tracks lead away from the battle. <laughs> battle. Like, that, away from the battle. Yeah. Like, he has some weird uh, cadences. Yeah. Or, like, the, pronunciations. Like, the he way does. he, yeah, the way he says, Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> Boromir, Legolas, yep. get them up. Like. So, the way that they did the Merry and Pippin running through the horses scene. Yeah. Yes. Motion capture, green screen. 
Um, Not motion capture, motion tracking. Motion tracking, yeah. And they originally filmed all of that in one shot. Yeah, they did one one continuous shot of the Mary and Pippin escape. Which and then, I, I love one shot stuff. Right. So I'm kind of sad that they broke it up by necessity. Yeah. To the, kind of intercut mm-hmm. Aragorn figuring everything out. Yeah, the guy that shot it, I guess, assumed it would be used in the movie as the single shot. Mm. Uh, and then he sees, and then when they saw the final cut after Peter had mucked around I'd with be it. bummed. Yeah. Those I, are I, difficult I, to do. Yeah. One take, one take shots or like one continuous shots in general are just hard. Yeah. A lot so, can go wrong. They figured out where exactly they wanted Mary and Pippin to flee. And then they had them moving around or they filmed them on a set that looked very right. similar to the, the, the set where the horses are. We're going to yeah, be. They filmed the horses first. Oh, okay. So they filmed the horses first, and then they had them kind of, like, block out where they would move in the set itself. Mm-hmm. And did, like, and didn't really, like, film a lot, but they took measurements and, like, figured stuff out. And then they went to a totally green screen room and just put marks on the floor. And it's just, like, follow this path when you get here, you know, do the duck under the horse and do all that. And then they just try to, they do a bunch of takes of, of them on the green screen and then just trying to line up the ones that fit the best. It looks good. Yeah. It looks pretty convincing. Yeah, it does. Like, it looks pretty convincing when they go under the horse. Like, mm-hmm. that shot, probably because it's dark, has aged pretty well. The effect still holds up. Yeah. It looks good. Generally, with the green screen shots, it's either, like, take it or leave it. Like, I think this one, because it is dark and they are moving yeah. quickly, like, uh, it really works. Right. Because the maybe maybe I'll change my mind as we go through the trilogy. But the worst green green screen, the worst green screen shot in this movie so far to this point is Frodo coming at the camera on the stairs. Yeah. That's still the worst. That that was the last movie, though. Right. That's like, across movie. the trilogy. I'm saying, like, across oh, oh, the trilogy, oh, okay. maybe my opinion will change. But so far, first that, that moment in the first movie, still the winner. The one that always sticks out to me is when we see Bilbo and Gandalf in Bag End, the very beginning of Fellowship, mm. where you can kind of tell that this... Because the, um, the scale... They haven't quite figured yeah. out the scale of the Hobbits yet. It looks like they did that scene kind of early, yeah. and they just never redid it. Probably because Ian Holm is a very Ian Holm is a very busy man, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and probably didn't want to fly to New Zealand for like thirty Reshoots. seconds of footage. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's just like, no, you have me for when you first have me, and then I'm done. Uh, I don't think he did any pickups. But this this looks awesome. Yeah, this looks really good. I like when they run under the horse. I like when the dude like falls in front of him and then they like dodge it. Like I think that's that's what sells it for me. Mm. And you get a little bit of a a little bit of Pippin uh, screaming like a little girl, which we'll get a really good <laughs> example of uh, in a couple minutes. But that's yeah, it's really good because like the the horse kind of is shuffling back and forth, and yeah, there's bodies falling, so there's a lot of stuff kind of crossing behind and in front of them mm. as they they duck under. Yeah, and it, it really does. It just sells the shot. Do you think Aragorn is narrating everything that happened, or just like, like, oh, dude, a dude fell here. There was they ran under some horses. Or are we getting like what he tells them? Like what we're hearing is just exactly what he tells them. But he's just like, man, this was super badass. Good job, guys. Wow, that's funny. But he's still trying to figure it out himself. So he's just like, you know. Their bonds were cut. I think it'd be funny if he was just like, yeah. They go that way. They ran under a horse. <laughs> you see this horse was right here and then like it reared up and it almost killed Pippin. 
This one, yeah. this impression is Pippin, and this one is Mary. I can tell because Mary is a couple inches taller. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. He says that. He says that in the book. He can. I think. Yeah. He says Pippin's a little smaller. He can tell them apart. Whereas here, he can't tell that it's the same Hobbit when yeah. he sees two impressions on the ground. Right. It's just the hobbits. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just imagining him walking through the Shire and just, like, coming across anything and just being like, a hobbit lay here. And then, like, tracking a hobbit while there's hobbits everywhere. Yeah. It's just, just a hobbit lay here. Yeah, it's the park. Right? This is where people take naps, dude. Uh, this is the inn? Um, just, just yeah. like in Bree in one of the hotel, one of the rooms, a hobbit lay here, and Butterbur is just like you're trespassing. What are you doing? Last time you were here, some caped guys stabbed a bunch of pillows. Do you know how much it cost for me to replace all that bedding? Get out of here. Mm. <laughs> uh the ring rates. I like the uh, when Aragorn pulls up the rope. First of all, how the heck did he see that? Mm-hmm. Because it's right? like a little shrub. But he pulls up the rope and then you see uh, Pippin untying Mary and the rope is huge on them. Yeah. And I really like the, <laughs> I don't know, I like the consistency yeah. of the the rope. Right. And yeah. how much they pay attention to the, the continuity of the scale is what makes the moments when they don't just like so jarring yeah. when it happens. And I mean, the scale isn't quite perfect on this shot with the horse compared to like what they look like next to people in some of the other digital effects shots. Mm-hmm. But it still looks good. In the context of the shot itself. It, yeah, it looks fine. And because yeah. everything else in the shot is, everything in the shot is moving, you, you don't pick up on it as much. Mm-hmm. Unlike sometimes when someone's standing still and you're just like, the scale's off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they, they really paid such close attention to so much of the continuity for the scale. And I mean, they had to, because they had to make everything in at least three sizes. Right. If not like, five or six just to make everything work because they're human scale dwarf scale hobbit scale and then there's like super big scale and super tiny scale mm-hmm. but you know you'll notice that they don't have Gimli interacting with things on his own a whole lot so that they limited how much stuff Gimli interacts with in the movie so they didn't have to do so much scale work with well, him. well i mean Gimli's <laughs> Gimli's the size of a regular guy but just like a couple feet tall or shorter like he's not it's like a foot and a half shorter than a, your average person yeah i don't feel like his hands are like his hobbit hands are like itty bitty right but like, yeah it's like a bunch but of they got the olds. big feet yeah that's true i don't know yeah because he's like proportioned similar to like a stocky human mm-hmm. he's just shorter yeah anyway a hobbit lay here, a hobbit lay yeah. here. <laughs> and it, it, he ran away from the battle the two of yeah. them they were followed they were followed. But he doesn't seem to make a big deal out of that to, like, Legolas and Gimli. He's not like, they were followed! Like, yeah. He's not, like, worried about it. He's just, they were followed. Like, I think he's more surprised that they got away mm. because they were followed. I think that Aragorn is learning the lesson that Gandalf has learned. Hobbits will always surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we get we get the answer to the mystery of the belt that Gimli yeah. found. Right? Like... If they didn't get killed, how did this belt wind up in the pile? Yeah, Aragorn, if you're so smart, I still have the, why did the belt end up in the fire? I still don't and, know how the belt wound up in the fire, actually, given this moment. The orc, like... Throws it. He throws it. Yeah. And this orc doesn't wind up in that pile. Right, because it's not... He doesn't keep it. So the the guy, one of the people from Rohan, 
found this child-sized belt and threw it in the fire. Yep. Yep. To hide his tracks. He's just like, I think we killed a kid. I'm just going to throw this in the pile. It's just you and me, tiny belts. <laughs> it's you and me, wee belt. You and me. Your secret will go to my grave. I'm sad about that. The knife. That's like an antique. Yeah. That's... One of the daggers of the Noldor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like thousands of years Where's old. the knife? It's not in the belt when Gimli finds it. One know. of the guys in Rohan was just like, this is badass. <laughs> yeah. He's just, I'm going to keep this and get rid of this tiny elven child belt. Yep. I didn't know elves had kids anymore. Maybe they thought that the orcs stole it. Maybe. I don't know. It's just on the ground. Well, I mean, there were also a lot of bodies on the ground. Yeah. It's just like, but someone saw the kid-sized belt and threw it in the fire instead of just leaving it. They were probably, like, picking up debris and just... Yeah. They were straightening up. They pick up their trash after but, a, but after a battle. But there's still his weapons it. lying around. Yeah. And the one that, that he cut his, his bonds on is still laying where it was. Was it? I also have a question about that, too, because, like, what... Pippin cuts his bonds on is like the first thing you can is in the frame when Aragorn says a hobbit lay here (laughs) (laughs) and then some distance away you don't see that thing there's a rope by itself the rope is by itself and Mm -hmm. it's just their bonds were cut yeah because he leaves the rope by the the axe right right like in the flashback but in the in the the current world he's just like did it get trampled (laughs) it must have trampled and moved around yeah. yeah Or, or Aragorn's just making it all up. Yeah, Aragorn's just making it up. <laughs> and the things he got right is just coincidence. He's probably seen a hundred battles like this. He's like, yeah, I know the way these things go. I'll just fill in the blanks. Yeah, you know, if they got away, oh look, footprints. Oh, hobbit footprints. They're not shoe. They don't. They're not feet with shoes, so they might stick out. Yeah, that's true. I'll just try and make Legolas feel a little better by <laughs> making stuff up. <laughs> right. Just, you know, make Legolas think that I'm an expert tracker when really, you know, hobbit footprints are like elephant footprints. I'm pretty sure that he, like, <laughs> knows that Aragorn's an expert tracker. He, yeah, he's just, I'm going to sh- I'm gonna show off. <laughs> Legolas yeah. isn't having a good day. <laughs> I don't know. He saw those, he, you know, actually, no, he didn't have his, uh, he didn't have his moment of, oh, that guy's tall. It's not in the movie. Because <laughs> that's just. That's just Legolas rubbing his sight in Aragorn's face in the book. Hey, check it out. Because Aragorn's oh, like, wait, hey. I can't see it. Aragorn's just like, oh, Riders from Rohan. And Aragorn, and Legolas is just like, yeah, there's, you know, a bunch of them. And that one's really tall. <laughs> he looks stronger and more noble than the others. <laughs> Aragorn's just like, shut up. Competition. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Their, their bones were cut. <laughs> They fled away from the battle. Yeah. Though it's odd, there is a fair amount of debris armor kind of left around the pile of bodies. And there's the arrows um, stuck in the ground Mm -hmm. that are just grouped around where they decided to build this pyre. That's kind of, but, but they burned the belt. They didn't, you know, you wouldn't want to just leave a wee belt lying around (laughs) where someone might trip over it. But the axe or the like swords, the length of rope, the shields, you know, <laughs> these are fine. But this this wee belt, this wee belt's a hazard. Is that not worth something? We it's elven burn. made. I know, man. What happened to the knife? 
some writer of Rohan has it. He has to. Man. You know that. You know the orcs must have like taken the knives and stuck them in a bag. But it looks like the knife is in the the sheath when the belt gets taken. I don't know. That's sad. Like it gl- it <laughs> those are Galadriel's personal knives. I know. Like, yeah. Those are hers. They were a gift from a queen. <laughs> Does this end up? Is this the knife that the assassin has when he goes to kill Bran? Is that is that where that knife ends up? <laughs> where did this knife come from? <laughs> oh man, that's a four book mystery. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. Just, yes. The... Where did this knife come from? That's a four book mystery. The orc just throws it and then it goes through a wormhole. Yeah. Like, I know you haven't read that far, but it is a long time before you get the answer <laughs> to oh how God. this knife wound up in that guy's hands. That's crazy. When you don't really get an answer, you we think we know an answer, but it isn't like definitive. We've got evidence, but some of it's circumstantial. That's but silly. it's like four books and <laughs> nine yeah. and nine accounts for people about how this knife got to this assassin. Well, clearly they just need Aragorn. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. It a range, Turns out, like they just need a ranger of the north. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it turns out that knife is like the R two D two of the, <laughs> the Song of Ice and Fire world. Like the knife has been everywhere. <laughs> That's amazing. Ugh. It's like force sensitive. If it could talk, it could solve the whole problem. <laughs> if you just talk to the knife, we'd give you all the answers. <laughs> Song of knife and fire. Knife and knife fire. And fire. Yeah. <laughs> so we're from the website duelinggenre.com. Uh check out the other dueling genre movie by minute podcast. There's a bunch, um, as well as uh Groundhog Day Minute, which is coming. And the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Is that done? Yeah, that, that wrapped up in December. That was just a Christmas time thing. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, folks want to check that out uh, where we covered the, the movie National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's actually at the same website. So if you're looking for Christmas Vacation that I did with my buddies Pete Mummert and Christopher Dennis DeGuardia, mm-hmm. that is also at GroundhogMinute.com. There you go. There you go. Awesome.